Welcome everyone to another episode of Cinema Spoketography. I'm your friendly neighbor, Hoogologist. Joining me as usual is... The producer, Matt Isaac. What's going on, everybody? Why do you say it so fast? Like, you just want to get it out of the way? Because I do. Alright, well, fine. If you guys haven't figured it out by now, by the theme song here, we're going to be talking about the highly anticipated, most greatest, maybe not the greatest, but the most craziest movie ever put on film. Kong vs. Godzilla! Rawr. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're talking about the Schneider Cut... The DCEU Justice League. Wow. <laughs> what a movie. <laughs> it was... I think it was too long. Really? You think so? I didn't feel like four hours to me. Do you know what? This film would have been great in a two-parter. It was in parts, though. I meant theatrically. Uh, so, I think they did a great job with the movie. What I like what they did is that they... Now, I think I see... His, his idea here. He already established Batman. He already established Superman. He slightly, we already had an establishment for Wonder Woman. So what was cool about this is that we get everything for the DCU for the Justice League. Yeah. Because think about it. We have, if they did it in two parts and having Stefan Wolf be the, the big bad at the end, right? It would have worked if they did the same, the same kind of thing. <coughs> sorry, we have someone dying off camera. It's alright. Oh, I thought you guys were done. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. So my sister is still in the apartment because we are still filming on our second video for today. But we are talking about Justice League now compared to what we were talking about before. But like, it's if we had the first half or the first two hours, and then Stephen Wolf going attacking Atlantis and going attacking Themyscira, and cut some of those other scenes out. To the ending, I think it would have been a great two film, two part film. I kind of have to disagree. Really? Yeah. I feel like everything that was placed and where it is exactly where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Like I get where you're coming from. Right. Four hours is a lot to take in. It really is. But it was meant to be that way for for the fact that in order to understand this, the way it was crafted and the way it was executed was for a reason. Yeah. If you, I, I remember Justice League, or Josh's League, <laughs> to be more exact, the weeding cut. Um, God, I hate you. Everything that I saw, I knew what the difference was already. From the very beginning of how it started to the tone, the color correction to everything. The it. color correction made a big difference. Yes, to everything from it. The music choices, everything. How they executed things, certain things that you could tell Josh Whedon is a complete scumbag. He murdered the Justice League. And I could and and then I could tell what was Zach's and what wasn't. And oh yeah, one hundred percent. And we got all the biggest like reveals like we got in the original trailers. Yeah. Right? And Bruce Wayne wasn't more funny. He was the same level of ridiculous. That he was before. You still get it like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. The Aquaman. I heard you talk to fish. That wasn't in there. It wasn't not? It was not in there. No, that's, I could have sworn. Josh, that's Josh Whedon. I could have sworn I heard that. No. Huh. He called him. All he said was, so all he said was, um, um, you're the Aquaman, right? I said Arthur Curry. And he's like, the Aquaman. That's all that's he said. Right. Everything was different from the interactions with him and. Aquaman and the whole. Everything. I loved Aquaman's pieces. 
his piece when he had to go talk to fuck what I forgot the actor's name who Green Goblin oh well um well, Boko. Boko. Yeah, I for like when he his interaction with him was fucking great. I felt so like I I had so many emotions go through like oh go talk to your king Orm, like you can see the how he doesn't like his brother, his half brother. Yeah, and you can see the interaction with him and Mira like it was your it's your responsibility it's this it's that. Although I do don't like still don't like the fact that they have to use they made the air pockets, but in Aquaman they don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I still don't. Really? I don't not know. Why? I, it's, it's, it's weird. The, I think it would have been fine if they did it in Aquaman. Right? But when they switch back and forth, there's just like a continuity error kind of thing. You think so? Uh, maybe. A little bit. A little. I do feel Because they did the way. same thing in Aquaman. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. I have to rewatch Aquaman then. Yeah, they did the same thing in Aquaman. I'm going to rewatch that later. Because I don't think they did. Yeah, they did. Are you sure? Yeah. Huh. I think that's why they did it the way they did. Like, if you look back, like, like, um, in, like, Wonder Woman, like, obviously the whole, her theme song came because of Snyder. Yeah. And her theme song is used throughout the entire freaking, all the Wonder Woman movies now. Yeah. It's so iconic. It's iconic now because it's part of her thing. I did think it was a little bit overused, though, every time she got in a fight scene, because I like the whole orchestra in the beginning of it. I was like, oh, shit, she's about to go down. Yeah. And then they added her in, because that whole sequence of the bank... Was freaking <laughs> incredible. Still one of my favorite scenes. Like it was better executed than anything from the, from the previous film. Mm-hmm. Because like the whole uh, the whole way she was and like they we talk about oh well she's killing too. I was like well I mean you can't really blame her. Yeah. She was trained to kill. Yeah, but yet yeah, people would complain about oh she's killing them in front of children and all this other stuff. Guys, do realize his radar, right? Yeah, dude, and it was perfectly justified. Yeah, like what the hell? Alright, that's what I hate the most about people that don't understand what this movie was trying to do. I get it. It's a long fucking movie. I really get. I get it, and it's a lot to take in. It's not. It's you're like I'm trying to. How do I explain it? Okay, it's an hour shorter than most Star Wars movies. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, how, and it's more, let's take King Kong. That was a super long movie, too. Yeah, that one was almost three hours. And let's not forget, like, in movie history, movies have progressively gotten shorter and longer throughout time. Yeah. Because the original, original old school movies were about two and a half hours long. Right? So I think our attention spans are and just if you're not gonna, and, and if you're going to use that as an excuse not to enjoy this movie, you're an idiot. 100%. Like, it's not okay to do that. You know what I mean? They're meant to be enjoyed yes. as they are. Is this movie perfect? No, no, it's not. Is it beautifully executed and it looks like a fucking masterpiece? Yes. Did it completely fix the end? No, DCEU? but it gave, it gave us what we needed for a final conclusion of what it should have been three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Do, you want, do we stop it here? Sure. Do we restart from day one? This is the perfect send-off to the Snyderverse. And let's call it like that. Is it's supposed to leave you wondering if you want more? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying this could potentially lead to Justice League two and three, with yeah. Snyder directing it. If depending on how things go, I wouldn't be mad at I th- either. I I think they will let Snyder do it again. Yeah, I won't be. I won't be opposed to it. I won't be opposed to it. But we got to start from square one. Yeah, if that's the case, sure. because a lot of things here, the way it was executed, the way they went about it, <clears throat> was great. Mm-hmm. 
I love how they incorporated the entire thing with Darkseid and how technically it reminded me of Justice League War. Yep. And that was awesome. I think Darkseid looked fucking phenomenal. Except for the part that I did not like the fact... The Thanos... The Thanos hit? No, okay, that was... <laughs> no, but the fact that they made kind of a Darkseid a little bitch in the beginning... Oh, dude, yes. Like... Darkseid is not... And you know what's crazy? They hint at the anti-life equation being on Earth. Yeah. And if you don't know this, I'm going to educate you for a little bit. Darkseid is written by Jack Kirby, who went from Marvel to DC after a falling out with Stan Lee. And Darkseid, his whole motivation is to obtain the anti-life equation. The anti-life equation is an equation to make anyone subservient to it, and they're only supposed to serve Darkseid. Right, and we get a lot of stuff in this film that that, that leads that, to that and outcome. The per, and the person that gets into that outcome is Superman. Yep. And Superman, it looks, and we get oh, there's so much to kind of like t talk about, right? What, let's take the epilogue for example. It is, and we get a lot of explanations, especially with Joker and Batman. And I thought that was, that whole like interaction was fucking great. Yes. We didn't get the society line, which everyone, I guess, is kind of ticked off about. That was <laughs> ad-lib, by the way. Yeah. But it's still, a, it was a great scene. And we see the post-apocalyptic nightmare. And the interaction with Joker saying how many alternate timelines you're going to make. Honestly, I feel like the nightmare sequence probably should have been introduced when he talked about the fact that he said he had a dream. Talking about Barry when he showed up. Mm -hmm. He probably could have snuck that in there for a little bit. I think it's better as an epilogue. Yes, but I, I agree. I do agree. But if you really wanted to change it up a bit, you probably could have done that because of the whole backstory that Wonder Woman was doing right. with Bruce about the whole I, the whole um, heroes gathering together with the gods, yep. the humans, mm -hmm. Atlanteans, and the Green Even Magic. Ares and Zeus were in there. Yeah. And Which Ares was, was fucking awesome. But basically, Ares defeated Darkseid. Ares is a G. <laughs> It was, it was really cool to see old gods versus new gods. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's really cool to see. And then I really like Steppenwolf as a villain. Yeah. I feel like Steppenwolf was redeemed and they actually made him intimidating. Because to me, in, the, in Josh Whedon's version, he looked like a fucking vampire. Yeah. His like suit a grandpa-looking fucking vampire. His suit was different. You see, he his, it, you see his like conversations to redeem himself. For betraying Darkseid. Yeah. We don't know why, he, how he betrayed Darkseid, but he did. And that's why he has to go to 50, what was it, 50,000 worlds? He has to, yeah, he has to destroy 50,000 worlds in order to come back to be serving Darkseid. Yeah. And you can see the emotion and how, and how sad that made him. Yeah, because he wants to go home. Yeah. Right? He wants to go home to Apocalypse. And, with, and another fun fact, fun fact too for this episode, <laughs> Stefan Wolf was actually Darkseid's uncle. So he is... But the way I think they not gonna they didn't explain it, but in the original version, that Darkseid before he, he got powers through the Omega effect, and had to go through this whole transformation because he had a different name before, and then he became Darkseid. Then Stephen Wolf betrayed him, and then when Darkseid became Darkseid, he pretty much beat the shit out of him, and then made him go on a redemption arc. Yeah. So that's the that's the other thing for about Stephen Wolf is that we don't get that context, but yeah. we know we want to know why he betrayed him. Us who read or listen to comic book explanations know this, but other most yeah, exactly are. people that have never seen or read a comic book or ever why Stephen Wolf betrayed Darkseid in the first place mm -hmm. don't really know. 
In the comic books, it does say why. Yeah, exactly. But like, I just think like Steppenwolf became such more intimidating, especially when he was fighting the it, Amazons. Exactly, that whole Amazon sequence was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I made me want to be like, oh shit, like I would love to see something going on with the Amazons because yeah, the Queen is a fucking badass. She really is. She's not Queen of the Amazons for nothing. Exactly, and like you see, like though I don't like that whole sequence like blew everything that was in the beginning of the movie just out of like the amazon shorts the scene was like completely short compared to what we saw Mm -hmm. no it really was like everything that everything you were saying is correct it has its purpose yeah it fits its purpose correctly and it's just so nice to see everything because like i was saying earlier the only thing that really kind of made me sad is that we didn't get shazam in the justice league because in the new 52 he's a founding member yeah which I understand and they was their approach with Shazam and they started that whole new lighter side of it, which is good. I'm not saying anything against it. But it would been it would have been nice to see Shazam there too. Yeah. But I literally like how they did they did Mar they did the Marvel thing by bringing all these characters together and they also gave them their own individual backstories within this own movie. Especially the one that we felt was lackluster in every way. Cyborg. And I think Ray Fisher has every right to be pissed off for everything they put him through. Right. Because this changed everything. I want to see more Cyborg. Exactly. And you see his pain. You see his trauma. You see he lost his mom. And he hates his dad for never being there. Which is... And speaking of Silas, Silas fucking G over here sacrificing himself. (laughs) Yeah, to mark the mother box so they can find it. Yeah. Because the mother boxes were offline. The only reason why the human's mother box was offline because they used the mother box technology to bring Victor back to life. And I love that scene, like, oh, you know everything about creating monsters. I'm like, oh, dude, you're a dick. But at the same time, you have a right to be. And he, Cyborg being in touch with everything. He has the unlimited potential to do anything he really can. Right? So it's just so great to see. Yeah, even with the Flash, they gave more character development to the Flash, who I felt like... Honestly, I'm not gonna. I'm not a big fan of Ezra Miller's Flash. Really? I think he's. I think the when he's when he's like later on, I became a big fan. In the beginning, I feel like he's he's he obviously he's supposed to be a kid. He's more he gives me more of a Wally West vibe. Yeah. Than does Barry Allen. I I can agree with that. Like if you had gone the Justice League Unlimited route of him being Wally West instead, mm-hmm. okay, I would have been perfectly fine with that. But. He doesn't give me... And maybe because we've been too spoiled with the fact that Grant Gustin's Flash. I would have really loved Grant Gustin's Flash in the Justice League. But obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah. And we have to live with it. But it would... It, I can see your point here. Like, yeah. Ezra Miller just hasn't had enough time to be the Flash. Because we... Like you said, we're spoiled with Grant Gustin. Yeah, exactly. We're too spoiled with Grant Gustin's Flash. Especially in the first two seasons of what we got. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, he's gonna, they're going to try to do the Grant Gustin route. Which they technically kind of did with the fact that they used his father putting him in jail. Well, that's just part of his backstory. Yeah, but kinda. Yes and no. Yeah, it's. it's yeah, I mean, they took the different. They basically went for the the newer version of the Flash. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. And but you didn't have to do that, right? You could have just made him Wally West, and it would have been perfectly fine. It would have been pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Especially because we're gonna his flat his movie is gonna be Flashpoint. Yeah. So it could have been that we got, you know. We could even gotten the Golden Age Flash be like a mentor to Barry. Exactly, but you could have done a bunch of different things with it, and that's fine. Like I ain't mad at it, and I felt like the whole sequence with the Flash later on in the story what that completely changed the whole freaking movie. And you notice that the the rules of time are very different, and how they normally do. Because he goes back in time, he goes back 
he runs back in time to previous, right? So when he accesses the speed force, I love he's the running way he acts forward. I love the way he accesses okay. the speed force. Mm -hmm. I think that's fucking awesome. He literally stops <laughs> and like summons it like it's a yeah. fucking like like a magic trick or something. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. I love the way that he's basically going back in time with everything resetting itself from the particles of the skin to the blood to everything coming back. Right. I thought that was fucking phenomenal. That's a way better way to look at time travel for the MC, for yeah. the DCEU. Yeah. Because we already know how we we already know how it works in in Marvel. Yeah. With the time heist, you need the quantum powers. But with Barry accessing the Speed Force, he has a way. He's way too underpowered. And I don't know if you caught what he was saying. He's like, I'm um, talking about the fact that. He's breaking his one rule. Mm -hmm. So that means he's done this before. Mm -hmm. So it could be that the Flashpoint movie is a prequel. Which would be cool. It would be actually kind of nice to see. Yeah. And what I really like too is that it's like we get a whole bunch of scenes like that hint towards an apocalypse. Yeah. Right? To Darkseid coming in to invade. And all those scenes are phenomenal. Yeah. Because even when Cyborg said we should not mix Motherbox te apocalypse technology with Kryptonian technology because it would not end well. And they even said the whole co computer system saying this is a bad idea. Bad idea. It was a completely bad idea. The co literally, the Kryptonian ship was was scared. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Is that in that back in the epilogue, we see that Lois Lane is the key. But how is she the key? Right? We go back in time to fix whatever's wrong, but Lois dying might, be the, might not be the key. Because we see when in the in that preview, right, when Cyborgs has a flashback of the future, or a flash forward to the future. Yeah. You see Darkseid invading, stabbing Aquaman with his own, with his own trident, using his Omega Beams to murder Wonder Woman. And well, well Darkseid is watching Diana's funeral, right? We see all this stuff, and, and we get a clip of what's about to happen. And you, get, you see um, Clark holding a burned version of Lois's body. Yeah, in the Batcave with Jason Todd's bat, uh, Robin costume here in the background. And that's when the Joker was even taunting Batman. Like, oh, you're letting the Boy Scout do something you should be doing. Send the boy to do a man's job and everything yeah. else like that. And I love their interactions with saying, and how Batman's like, you know about taking a life. And when I held, when I held Harley Quinn's body in my hand, I promised you I would kill you. And I will fucking kill you. I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> yes, and then the truce card was a, was a, and you even see that card ripped. Yeah. So the truce was broken, eventually. And I really like, and this is, I really love Justin Eisenberg as an actor. He's a phenomenal actor. He does, does so many things right. And if they weren't hyping him up to be the Riddler when he auditioned, we would have gotten a way better, different Lex Luthor, like we do in this film. Yeah. Establishing that we're going to get the Legion of Doom. Right? Yeah. That I can get, like, you were wasting my time. I would never do that, Mr. Wilson. I'll give you something that's going to help you. His name is Bruce Wayne. And then you, you can see the, the smart part of Lex Luthor that everybody loves come out there. Yeah. And how he escaped from Arkham. And now he's in what? He's in France? I want to say. I think so. Yeah, he's in France or some other part of the world. It made me sad that the fact that we'll never get to see Ben Affleck's vision of what he wanted for his Batman movie because him and Deathstroke fighting each other would have been great. Would have been awesome. You know what? And you know, and we're, I'm going to go back to this, I really do think that Christian Bale would have been perfect for the Justice League. 
I do feel that way. It's not that I'm saying anything against Ben Affleck. He's he gave me the best Batman on screen. The boat closest do we get to a comic book looking Batman in this in the in these movies that he's in. You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, that's gonna be great. But I think Christian Bell would have done just as well because we had Man of Steel coming right after. You know, so I think it would have been nice to have it. And what I really liked about this film too is when at the end, you know, he's where Batman is going to save Gotham, we have the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile tank. So this is solidifying that this is the Dark Knight Return version of Batman. Yeah. Which is great. And I think that if we had Christian Bale in the Justice League, it would have worked a lot better. Honestly, I feel like Christian Bale's Batman does not work with Henry Cavill's Superman. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Look at the tone of what we got from BBS. Now, is it a is it a good movie? No. no. The Ultimate Version is a good movie. Yeah. It's better than what we got. Yeah. But if you look at how Christian Bale's Batman would go up against Superman compared to Ben Affleck's Batman against Superman, I honestly feel like Christian Bale's Batman would get pummeled to the ground. Here's the thing. You know, like, and as far as intelligence-wise, this is a veteran Batman. And we could have that same kind of... I, I think we really could have if Christian Bale didn't kill off his Batman. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. I get no, don't get me wrong. Christian Bale is the, one of the best Batmans we've had. I just don't think he fits this type of tone. I really don't think he does. I, it's, not, it's not that... Realistically, this is a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight trilogy is not a comic book movie. This movie makes you think... Dark Knight trilogy makes you think that like, this could happen in real life. There's a person running around in a fucking black armored suit. But there's the thing, like, they were supposed to make... I, I, okay, I yeah. see your point. Yeah. I see your point. But, if, hear me out. If they... Because when Man of Steel was supposed to come out, it was yeah. supposed to emulate Christian Bale's Batman. It was supposed to be a realistic version of how Superman would be in this world. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't deliver on. No, they didn't. They didn't deliver on, and it gave us the better MC DCEU, and if they left Christian, Batman, Christian Bale's Batman alone, and gave us... This it's like saying if Superman Returns didn't flop, we would have had a completely different Justice League too. Yeah, but I mean, I see your point, but I just I think like, like if like, I were to see if, if we got Brandon Ralph Superman, you know what? That's that's kind of a better way to say it. Like if we had Brandon Ralph Superman and Christian Bale's Batman meet, we yeah. could have had a whole different DC pre DCEU. For instance, if Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern didn't suck ass too. We've all, this whole thing would have been different. We would have had the Green Lantern in there as well. We would have had a bunch of different things as well. Pre-DCEU, it, it was all working just fine with Christopher Nolan's version of Batman. Mm-hmm. And everything was going so well until they didn't. They took a different approach and they started to make it a little darker than it should have been mm-hmm. and a little more campy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we had set to the basics, it would have been a completely different... like set of movies mm-hmm. because if you look at Aquaman Wonder Woman and all them their tones are all different from the rest of these films mm-hmm. like I said Superman Returns having flopped we probably would have had a whole different story but like okay, I think did the Superman Returns come first or did Christian Bale's Batman come first uh Christian Bale's Batman came first okay because Batman Begins was first and then came then Superman. came Superman Returns yeah. okay 
So I mean, yes, I mean, there's there's that, but I, I just think like I want to, I would want to see what would happen, what would have happened. Yeah, I think I think that's what I. It's always a what if. It's always a what if. What would happen with this? What would happen with that? But Mm -hmm. instead, we got what we got, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Mm -hmm. Sure, is it too late? Yes, absolutely. But I'm not happy with what we got and how it was a good tell end story to what we were supposed to have in the first place. Sure, I'm perfectly content with that. Now it's not the perfect. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. It's a masterpiece in itself, based on the visuals. And what they had to work with, and what they, they completely made this whole completely different movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the same movie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's not the same movie. Yes, it, it's it's not the same movie. We get the same amount of scenes in both versions, yes. but you can see the tone that they went with, and each version are completely different. Exactly. Right, because this this DCEU's version of Justice League works so much better than the original one that we got. Justice League, the the original version. Is a cheap knockoff of Marvel. Yeah. This is the what every tone they went with everybody that was so anti DCU. It's too dark. It's too this. It's too that. And we give you the Marvel version, and you guys hate it. Exactly. DCU has always been the DC Comics has always been dark. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I don't understand why you people complain about that. Not to say that Marvel isn't dark. Yes. Because there's a lot of dark comics exactly. in Marvel's repertoire, but. You look at the tone difference between both of them. Batman is a very scary character. This is going to piss people off a little bit, honestly. I really don't give a shit. Marvel is more for the teenagers and the fucking, like, up to there, almost to adults. DC is more based on the fact it's more for adults in a sense. There's a lot more things they get away with, a lot more murders, a lot more darker tones, mm-hmm. and that's just the way it's always been. It's the lightheartedness of Marvel that everybody loves, but yet when it's executed poorly, like we did with Justice League, because Josh Whedon was originally working in Marvel before, mm-hmm. that's what we got. We got a variation of, of a lighthearted version of the Justice League, and it didn't work. It didn't fit? It did not fit, and everybody hated it, but yet they try to execute it that way, and then you guys complain about it. And that's just my personal opinion. The stories from DC are a lot more darker tone they've always have been. So why, when it's executed on screen, does everybody hate it? It's it, it's just always personal preference. Because what's let's take before because even Tim Burton's original Batman films, dark as shit. Yeah. People love them. Yeah, people love them. And Batman is a character that is meant to be dark. Like Batman Forever, for instance, is a straight comic book movie. Everything about comic books is is that movie. But everybody, but it's, is it everyone's guilty pleasure? Of course. Yes. Is it everyone's favorite movie? No. no. So, like, the, the, the fandom will never knock it. I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. But I hate it with a passion. Because you, you ask for all this shit, and they give you what you want. But it's never enough. It's never enough. Yeah, you're right. And it, like I said, like, that's to say, like I said, DC does have more darker tones. And, they're, and I, another thing about DC heroes, when you get into the fandoms of arguing between this yeah, and that. Yeah, exactly. It's the fact that Dear God, DC has so many overpowered fucking God-level heroes. How could you compare them to Marvel, who have to live in a re- more realistic world? Yes, it's a comic book-filled world where yeah. it, where we have Hercules and Zeus and uh, Zeus and all these other characters, but you, they're not God-tier. Thor, Thor and a handful of other characters are God-tier, but God, <laughs> Thor's not even that fucking much of a God. No, he's not. He's a fucking space alien. Right? But the, my point being, like, yeah. he's 
he's a god, and then you want him to, like, we, let's just take the Amalgam universe when they first fought each other. Yeah. Right? Or in the storyline where Marvel and DC had to, like, cross paths and collect seven, was it seven or six? I think it was, like, six, six items from each universe, with DC having to collect the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Gauntlet, the... You mean Marvel? Mar- no, DC had oh, to DC. go. Oh, DC, oh, because in the amalgam, well, the DC versus the Justice League versus okay. Avengers event. Yeah. Right, where they finally came together. Right, they have, they had to collect six six items. Marvel had to collect the mother and father boxes. They had to collect a couple different random things throughout the DCEU. Right, and then in the Marvel universe, you had to get the, uh, the, the null, ultimate nullifier. You had to get the cosmic cube. You had to get the infinity gauntlet. You had to get X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Right? Because the Grand Master and I forgot which other which character from DC you they challenged each other and who which which heroes can get their items first. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole thing was, right? So it is hard to have people who love DC say like, "Oh, Marvel sucks," but at the same time, like, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't suck, but it they have such a passion for it because let's face it, you have someone who can literally do anything pre pre crisis Superman was untouchable. Yeah. He had every power imaginable and they just had the deep they had to depower him like three or four different times. Yeah. But how it's like like when I was watching Death Battle and have Goku fight Superman. Where you have Goku fight Superman. Sorry we had a slight technical interruption here. Goku fight Superman and how are you gonna have someone who has base limits fight a literal god with no limits? It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And that's exactly what we get in this fandom all the time is that I, I grew up watching Marvel, so I have a doc, like, I will stick with Marvel 100%. But yeah. It's, it's so hard to have. And I'm them. the opposite because I grew up watching DC, but I'm also a Marvel fan. I'm yeah. in between them in the gray area here because I have respect for both of them. Now I can understand where everyone's coming from from certain things. That's where I fall in line. Yes, you could complain to me, oh, he's more of a DC fan. No, it's not exactly the case. Because you can make arguments for both cases. Exactly. Like, there's always, like, especially in this day and age, we are having people who are just enjoying the movies. Yes, and this is what I wanted to do, was enjoy what we got, because I've been waiting for this. I wanted to see what they, what the vision was and truly was. Yes, it's not perfect like we've been saying, Yeah. but it's the best we could get. And it's honestly 100%. Better. Take away, if you weren't a DC fan, and you weren't a Marvel fan, and you watched this movie, how would you look at this movie? That's kind of hard. It, d- taking all biases aside, yes, it is a great film. It encapsulates everything that we've been watching from these other superhero movies. It gives us the perfect tone of what's going on with what character, right? And like I said, we get a lot of development with everybody. With Arthur not wanting to be fully Atlantean and not accepting his fate, but he went to go help out and protect the Mother Box because he's he's half human, so he has to protect the world. Right, we have all these other people like just doing what they can to, to fit in, and then we get Martian Manhunter, the goddamn fucking general. I fucking knew it. It was yeah, like it, it is him, like it's yeah. the general from Man of Steel, and it's and it's John Jones, right? We and it we I, he looked weird. I think he looked great. He looked good, but he was just a little weird. It, it was it, I don't know. I just the way they have him, like I it makes sense for how they have all the other characters together. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just I'm like I said, I'm a watch Supergirl, so I'm used to seeing him like that. So I mean, it was just a kind of a little, little like weird sense. I'm like, whoa, you look way different from what I'm used to. But it looked good. Yeah. And I think like especially if it was just created off the spot, because I don't think that's. I think that was just a kind of add-in. Yeah. 
that I think that was supposed to be a post credit scene because that comes right after the epilogue. Yeah, where and if you that. and if you look at Ben Affleck, he looks doesn't look anything like he did in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, exactly. I think that was just a quick add-in. And what's crazy about this each time is that we get we have I go back to these Joker scenes again where they talk about multiple timelines. What if that Bruce is having visions of the future from each previous timeline? Because we've have seen this happen before when Barry Allen came back from the Speed Force after being killed from Crisis. Right? He comes back and then his mind is now or Walt when Wally West comes back, he's split between what he knows and what has been happening. Yeah. So everything is merging. So that's why that's why Bruce is having these visions of what's going on. Yeah. So that it could be that each time they reboot, let's take Matt, Batman v Superman. The ending se- the nightmare sequence there was completely different than what we got here. Yes, we still get the Batman looking like Bat we still get Batman looking like he did then, but he knows a little bit more. I think the sequence we got from um and really, that armor thing too. Yeah, that whole Batman v Superman version of what we got when he's getting captured already. I think that's the sequence that Cyborg saw. Yeah. Because he's carrying his head. Mm-hmm. So um, he's carrying Batman's head. So I think that's from that version of it. Mm-hmm. Unless what we're seeing is, be- is right before he gets captured, mm-hmm. and at the end of the epilogue. Right. Which could make sense. Makes sense. So it's like pieces. It's all. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's like everything's going back, back and forth, back, back and, and forth, back and forth to lead up to what's happening at the end. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. So, like, it, like I said, it's so different to see this movie compared to what we saw before. Because well, yeah. I rewatched Justice League right before this came out. I watched the movie twice, by the way. I couldn't do that. I watched it twice because I wanted to see what the hell I, you know, because I watched I watched the first one in parts. Then I watched the other one all the way through. Yeah. Yes. I had to go back on I'm crazy. I'm crazy for doing this. I know. But I, I needed to see what we were doing with this here because, like, I've been waiting for this. You know? I, I think the whole... I think this version of Joker redeemed Jared Lowe's Suicide Squad Joker. It would still... It's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I like Jared Leto as the Joker. Unpopular opinion. I like him because it was a different take. Yeah. The Joker has always been someone who is different all parts of the, yeah, all parts Pimp, of the I life. wasn't a big fan of Pimp Daddy Joker. I loved, like, don't get me wrong, he was a little weird. He's not the greatest, but... He's supposed to be, though. That's exactly right. I love his tattoos, especially the one on his hand. Right, and we get the, in this post, in the epilogue Joker, we, he's painted his face to cover his tattoos. So, it is a way different Joker than what we have. And we, Suicide Squad would have worked so much better if Enchantress wasn't the villain and Joker was, just like it was in Release the Air Cut. It happened with Snyder, it could happen with Air. Ooh, what would that look like? A completely different fucking movie. Oh. Even though technically it is all the same movie, but then they kind of got rid All we're gonna get from the Air Cut is all the stuff that got taken out from the Joker. That's yeah. face facts. It's yeah. not going to be that different from freaking Zack Snyder's version of it. It's not going to be fucking four hours long. It's not going to be three hours long. All you're going to have is all the missing pieces of what happened with Joker. Yeah. But, and you know what's crazy about that, too, is the fact that we had, like, the Suicide Squad didn't do commercially well because it was so different. But, like I said, if they adapted the Assault on Arkham storyline, and instead of having to get the Riddler, they had to go get Lex Luthor. And that's how he escapes Arkham. Right? I think that would have worked a way way better as a storyline. Yeah. I get it. It makes sense. 
So, back to this. There was something, though, that kind of bothered me a little bit about this movie. is the fact that, and I, I'm not going to agree with one of the things that I kind of agreed with in Justice League for Josh Whedon was the fact that in this version of the Justice League, they were so okay with wanting to bring back Superman. But in Josh Whedon's version, they were questioning it a lot. Which begs the question, like, they didn't need... Yes, you need Superman to defeat Steppenwolf. We get it. And we can see we when Superman came back in the black suit, we see it's meant to be black because it's a way darker Superman. Right? He It's like the Lazarus Pit yeah. effect. Come back to life, you're a little damaged. Yeah. Damaged. Right? So it's going to be... It was different, and we see him get more aggressively and you see everyone scared dude the way he beat the shit out of Stephen was fucking awesome he was just going boom boom lasering his ass boom boom like no fucks and he's a lot more cocky yeah they brought me back for a reason and he's yeah Superman's a boss and he fucking knows it yeah like he this version of Superman was like a fucking straight boss he's like I'm not impressed yeah like like, where the fuck did that come from yeah (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like he, there's something different about Superman because he came back from life, back from life. And so I think is that because the anti-life equation is very similar. What if the anti-life equation affects the dead, and when they're brought back to life, they're more easy manipulated by Darkseid? Yeah, that could be a thing. That could possibly be a thing. We're gonna get the blackest night of the And and I noticed too that when it, they didn't have to, you know, I guess they did say it though. The mother boxes were scared of Superman. Did they say that? Yeah, because the reason why they turned on was because of the fact that... He was gone. He was gone. I don't know. They sensed the presence on Earth that... And Stephen Lee says there's no Kryptonian, there's nobody here to defend them. But they... Obviously, they knew what was there. They knew that the Amazons were there, they knew the humans were there, they knew that um, Atlanteans were there. Yeah. But are they strong enough to stop the new gods? No. No, they're not. The only one who could have defeated them is someone... Super overpowered. Yeah. Which is... Mar- Martian Manhunter could handle Steppenwolf. Yeah. Martian Manhunter could have wrecked shot. And the fact that they, they didn't, like... He was watching from the sidelines the entire time. I think it was meant to be on that side, though. Because, well, let's well, face he did, it. Yeah, he did say it himself, though, at the end, right? I'll be... I'll be... You'll be seeing me a lot more now. Yeah, because Martian Manhunter is a, the last Martian after... It, after the White Martians eradicated his family. Right? He's the last lone survivor. With a few exceptions, right? Because of comic books. Yeah. But we see that Martian Manhunter is stronger than Superman. Or is, if as strong as Superman. Yeah. It's always been said that the, the only one who can really rival Superman is Martian Manhunter. And Shazam. Because Shazam was made by Fawcett Comics to be a rival to Superman until Fawcett Comics got bought out by DC. And, and that's, that's where when, Black Adam comes in. Yes. To rival Superman. Basically, if you think about it, Black Adam is the rival to Superman. <laughs> It really is. Other than Darkseid and Lex Luthor, he's the only one who can do real damage to Superman. And Lex Luthor can only do damage to Superman because he is super rich and a super... He, I think he is a 12th level intellect. Right? Yeah. It, has that ever been stated? I believe so. Yeah, because he's the smartest human in the DC universe. So he has a 12th level intellect, so there's only... And if you look at Superman, there's only a handful of people who can even fucking stop him. It's Darkseid... Lex Luthor, because he outsmarts him all the time. And which is really funny to me, because Superman thinks smarter than a thought can even process. 
Right, so how can you What's be... that to say about Lex Luthor? Got him on men. Right. So, that's what I'm saying, though. Like And Batman. Oh, well, with enough prep time, Batman can defeat anyone. Yeah. But it's crazy to see that, because there's only, like I said, only a handful of characters that ever really stop him. Mongol, Darkseid, Brainiac, Lobo. <laughs> you get what I mean, though. Yeah. There's only so many people can stop the man who has no limits. And then to have all these characters kind of be kind of wrapped up into one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we have all these characters now who can actually rival Superman, but won't because it's Superman. How do you defeat the symbol of peace? <gasps> can all my beat Superman? <laughs> Anyways. Random thought. A ghost! <laughs> so, I mean, it's crazy to see, like, what, what... I mean, it's sad to see, too, like, we're not going to see anything progress from this. It's, well, we might, but... We might. We really don't know. I do. You know, what I'm really interested to see is how Barry Allen's Flashpoint movie's going to end up. Yeah. Right? Because we're going to get Barry Allen going back in time. We're going to get um, Michael Keaton's Batman. And Ben Affleck's Batman. And Ben Affleck's... Oh, are we getting Ben Affleck's Batman in that? Yeah. And then we got, you know, then we got Vampire Batman. Yeah, the Batman. That one I'm really interested to see too. I can't wait for that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's gonna. It's. I think like the D because the DC really hints on the multiverse a lot. Yeah. So I think going forward we're gonna start seeing a lot more of these films, not necessarily be kind of like Deadpool. Yes, it's own little Parker universe, and I think that's where Deadpool is just gonna live. Yeah. Right? So it could be that we're getting all these different kind of stories, but then we might have, you know, Schneider's Justice League continue on in a different different universe. Yep. Because in the Barry Allen timeline, right, from The Flash, the multiverse is gone, but then we see Doom Patrol at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, and that's when we even got Ezra Miller <laughs> come as The Flash. Yeah. So it is canon that we're going to have multiple DC universes and that the dark DCEU is going to be a thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It just, I did enjoy this movie. I, I liked it. It's, it's a, like we were saying, it's not the best movie, but it is a good fucking movie. Four hours long, I think it's a little bit excessive, but it is a good movie. They need to prove a point and proved it. That was a big fuck you to DC. For sure. Yeah. I had read too that uh, Warner Brothers was so anti against Zack putting in new scenes. Yeah. And he said that if he if they didn't let him do it, he was literally gonna film the nightmare scene at the end with Joker Batman in his backyard. That would have been so funny. Oh man, but that was like it it came out really well. Yeah. I think it worked great. Like I feel like this conversation could go on and on. And honestly I feel like we could be doing a bonus bonus to this because I feel like we're kinda going off topic here and I feel like if we're gonna go off topic we need to do this for another video. We really do. And I feel like we can do that. But it's up to you. <laughs> Bro, I got work in the morning. <laughs> it's here right now. That was, oh, we could do this another time. But yeah, no, it's there's a lot to kind of unpack in this. And just, we got into the whole point across. Like, it's a good movie. We got everything that we needed to see. We got everything that we wanted to see. And it's clearly a way different film than what we have. Yeah. I, it completely destroys the Josh Whedon version of this movie. Josh it's Whedon. a crime that it even came out in the first place. It is terrible. It, it hurts my feelings. I can't watch that movie <laughs> at all. I mean, I'll probably go back and watch it to realize what the fuck were they thinking. That's all it is. Like, like why? Yeah. Why was this a thing? 
I'm also glad that that D bleed scene wasn't Zack Snyder's. <laughs> Thank God. But, do you have anything else to add at this point in time? At the moment, no. Wait for part two in a few weeks. <laughs> we'll get to part two eventually. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be four hours long. Oh my God, part one. Part two, part three. No, we're gonna, no it wasn't. We're going to do six parts. Because we can go on and on about this. But it's gonna, seen, it's gonna I, I, whole... Do I recommend someone to watch this movie if they've never seen a DCEU movie? Probably not. But if you're a fan of the DCEU and you want to see what the original or just of DC this, in general, not DCEU, just in general, give this movie a shot because it's a redemption story. Oh, 100%. If you want to see the original ending and how all these movies are supposed to culminate together, this is the movie for you. If you don't want to sit through four hours, hours worth of stuff or don't have HBO Max, don't do it. It's everyone's personal preference. I'm not going to knock anybody for hating this movie. I can understand why you would hate it. It's too long. It doesn't make any sense. It drags. It's boring. It's slow-paced. For what they were going for, I think it was perfectly paced. I agree. It's, it's not for everybody. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, two thumbs up. Watch this movie. It's the best thing ever. No. It had a, pro it had a point to prove. And for the ones that are fans and wanted to see Zack Snyder's vision, this is the movie for you. Now, I could, like I said, I can understand why people hate this movie and they think it's the same fucking movie, just bonus scenes. Nope. But it's not the same movie. It's not. It's a completely different. Like, the tone is way different. Exactly. I, 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 it is a different movie. Even from the trailers, it's a different fucking movie. It's like, this, like, oh, you could have the, oh, they threw too many people in this movie. There's too many characters. There's too many this. There's too many that. You're just nitpicking shit because you want to hate this movie. Okay, so there's too many characters, but we're going to have the entire MCU come fight Thanos and his army. That's not too many characters. There's not, there's not, enough, <laughs> not enough this, there's not enough that. People will find a way to nitpick this movie, and it's understandable. I get it. This isn't for you. But for the ones that are like, oh, the, the hardcore fans will be, are all going to either love this movie or hate it. And it's understandable. Mm. You know? But from a movie critic perspective, yeah, it's a long fucking movie. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot, especially if you don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And that's okay. You're not supposed... Not everyone's going to get it. I understand. But I feel like for for us, it's a it's a movie critic's like goldmine. Yeah. Because there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to take in, and it's actually really good. And honestly, my polls are actually done. So I Same can't even... Thing. I can't even do my regular outro today. That's how long we've been talking about this. So guys, until next time, keep smoking. Peace. Bastard. Oh, oh, oh. oh, hey guys, you made it to the end. Well, clearly, we are done with the podcast and you made it this far. Congratulations. A plus to you. So, to find us on Instagram and or Twitter, you'll want to look under the underscore hookahologist. To find more podcasts, be sure to like us on Facebook under Cinema Smotography, and if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit subscribe, and we want to know what you guys think, what movies we should actually review, since we don't get movies all the time because of the end of the world. Give us a couple of ideas of what movies you want to see us review. So until next time, guys, keep smoking.